Welcome to Conversations with Black People Walking Casually. My name is Christopher, and today we have a longtime collaborator, good friend, and honestly, more or less, not even less, more, more of a big brother figure to me, Dion, aka Slim. How you feeling, man? What up, though? You know, I'm doing all right. It's not too bad today. That's fantastic. In today's uh, conversation, we're really going to be talking about uh, something that really, like, holds dear to my heart. And honestly, just something that has just kept me driven and going. And even it pertains to career, honestly. And we're going to talk about uh, in today's topic, we're going to really talk about uh, art in the COVID-19 era. Uh, it's really just, as I've seen, played a part in lifting up people's spirits, honestly, when it comes to this whole pandemic. I noticed there's just been a huge, you know, metro booming in art and really just seeing creatives come left and right out of the you know instagram shadows almost from like 3k to all of a sudden 14k and not focusing on following numbers but just you know self-improvement and self-expression art is really just this you know amazing thing that is really just taken off in this you know strange pandemic era and you know it's really to see you know everybody says art serves a purpose and most definitely i believe art is really serving its purpose this you know era wouldn't you agree yeah actually i i'd even go as far as to say that art has kind of served as this kind of beacon for you know a lot of the things that has been lost during this covid era mm-hmm. Especially since I feel that a lot of creativity had been lost in the very beginning mm-hmm. with a lot of the restrictions and a lot of the changes, how glued we were to updates or just our phones in general. Mm-hmm. And as we adapt and adjust to the times of COVID and more so, you know, be, be more comfortable with ourselves. Ultimately, we get that creative expression that I feel like we've lost over time. I, I feel like actually. Absolutely. I really feel like we have lost that creative expression that we, you know, we, we really lost that creative expression because we were so focused on like business and, you know, getting money. Like getting money is still like a, <laughs> getting money is still like a thing, but I feel like we lost the creative aspect of, you know, hustling money when it comes to like art. Like there's an art to everything. There's art to poetry, you know, poetry is like taking up uprise and you do poetry yourself. Um, but you know, there's art has really just been the forefront of this movement. I noticed, along with uh, other things like, you know, for example, like Black Lives Matter and and you know, police brutality and other things. But I noticed there's just been an uprising when it comes to every single movement. There's been a you know movement, and art has played that forefront, and especially with photography and other um, like paintings, murals, and even you know even illustrations i've noticed like you know there have just been like a lot of black creatives that have just been coming out the woodworks all of a sudden and i've really just been admiring that yeah right and um you know one thing i never discussed in the first podcast was what is this podcast about and i i love he kind of feel shame for it like i I never really, I just came out, you know, intro, didn't even say what this podcast was about. It, it was just, it was a mess, but it was very like entertaining. Um, 
listening back through. However, uh, black people walking casually uh, radio and conversations with black people walking casually. Uh, honestly, it's just it's honestly conversations perfecting perfecting the imperfection of conversations. I feel as people have this need to be perfect all the time, perfect in conversation, perfect in appearance, perfect in social media uh, appearance, perfect in, you know, craft, which is no problem, and even perfect, like, perfect spells, perfect mate, perfect literally everything, everybody wants a perfect life, and that's, you know, eventually when we realize that that's not what we're going to get at all, wouldn't you agree? Man, I, that's just crazy, I, I can't imagine a perfect life perfect anything how you just uh, that's too far out expand upon that well I mean I just kind of think about it you know especially in terms of my own life I I know for a fact that I'm not perfect and so the way I go about it is not to seek perfection but to get better um, mm-hmm. knowing that I won't be perfect at everything and that's probably the one aspect that keeps me humble throughout every ordeal that I go through and just knowing that like there's other people that do similar things uh, as me if not the same thing and you know everybody do it differently and so uh, recognizing that I recognize that I do things differently mm-hmm. and so it, it just goes to show that with all the variations differences you know all of them are like it's there's flawed indifference right um and so within flawed indifference uh that kind of like goes to show just okay because you do something this way you know you're not doing it in a way that's comfortable for me or the next person however it works for you right. which also in a sense kind of gives this kind of like perception of it works perfectly for him. Right. So in a sense, like, I guess it's, yeah, it's, you know, it, it's not going to all be perfect. However, how you're comfortable, how you become comfortable, especially with your technique, your craft, and the way you go about life, you know, like you, you start to get this better sense of what perfect means to you. And that whole part of perfect is, you know, accepting the flaws that come with that perfect sense. Right. And one thing I notice about art is, is the, you know, it's, it's, it's aesthetic beauty, but also a darker side of art is the art of chasing perfection. You will always chase perfection in art, line work, technique, like you said. And I really felt what you were saying, like, you know, even like the art, art relates to everything. Like art is life, art is beauty, art is divinity, art is, you know, ethereal. Um, it's something beyond our comprehension almost. And to seek perfection, because, you know, relating back to the topic of art and especially in the COVID-19 era, what do you believe when it comes to this uh, COVID-19 era and perfection? How do you think we seek the perfection in what we're living in, the art of living in the COVID-19 era and seeking perfection within this area? How do we per- like perfect being in 
this era? How do we live? Because in a sense, now we're starting to live with masks. It almost seems as if, you know, I, I can just image, like if this thing goes on any further, like as I'm getting older and progress, and I have a kid, I just imagine like, I can't even hold my son or like daughter first without them like slapping a mask on on my on my child and then they're like okay here's your kid now that's that's gonna be rough uh especially just i don't know how everything goes as far as that but um i will say that uh firstly i just every everybody has been kind of doing the well i can't say everybody but most of a lot of people within the world who COVID has effect, affected, which is everybody, myself included. Right. Um, they've, you know, most of, a lot of people have been going about it wrong. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I say that is because everybody was too caught up on the fact of just wanting to do what it is that they wish to or being so used to the way of life before COVID that that's all of, uh, that's all they saw. It was an adjustment. It, there there was no adjustment actually and so speaking on that um there there was so much lost because no, like that like eh, a lot of the people you know before i get to what i what i was going to say right um a lot of people you know you have those who are fine with staying inside and you know being to themselves however you have those who need to be around each other um, you know, other people and, you know, they have to have the sanctity of, you know, the presence of another person. Right. Um, it almost kind of showed like this kind of dependence on the outside world rather than, you know, the introspective, you know, inside, uh, you know, pretty much creativity, originality, everything that pretty much art encompasses, which is ourselves. Um, like we, we kind of forgot about that as a collective because there's just been this kind of like this construction about you know identity and just it's, it's just been a mess right and i would say we we needed to you know spend more time with ourselves and you know kind of recover from such an ordeal because covid definitely affected everybody but we didn't give ourselves that kind of time and we didn't grace our neighbors with that time being with ourselves so right. we could understand ourselves a little bit more you know even if it's just by a little bit you know right. that it can have a huge impact in the way we walk the next day right and i i agree with that are you talking about COVID 19 is teaching us the art of not self-isolation but um it forced us almost not in a sense to have like an ego death where you're you know in this crisis and you know you're letting go of your ego but the force self you know action the art of being comfortable with yourself you know meditating yourself creativity um productivity especially i know there's there's a lot of businesses that are especially coming out of covid19 like I said, especially with art and movement, but there's just, you know, there's just the art in general to, you know, the lifestyle adjustment that is just coming through with this virus. I especially noticed that in the beginning that, you know, there's just been this whole recession and all of a sudden, you know, people are developing this art of entrepreneurity. Like, it's amazing how 
you know, people think from uh, cosmetics to, uh, like, I mean, cosmetics has always been around, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, you know, cosmetics, like, black-owned cosmetics, like, lashes, and, you know, still, like, how you still encompass, like, beauty, like, YouTube has been a thing for most people. Uh, podcasts like this one, especially, have been helping people still feel connected with uh, other people. I don't know if you listen to podcasts. Uh, not not that much actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I okay. But, <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, now you're on <laughs> Thank you. But um, and even just like there's. Even like self, like I said in the beginning, like the self-expressiveness of like art, especially, has been uh, uprising. So it's just been, uh, I think, this whole era is just teaching us um, the art of looking at oneself and also practicing manifestation. You know, those people that wanted to have businesses now have businesses because they're like, you know, it's either. Uh, it's either drip or drown honestly like when when it comes to it like you know it's it it honestly is drip or drown like you know you rent's coming up how can i make some money let me start a business and they put whatever they have into that business and whether they're passionate about it because art is fueled by passion manifestation self and you know desire because you have to put your art like you have to put the heart into your art and you have to put it out there because it's a self-reflection thing it's a it's a it's a piece of yourself going out into the world and to just see that in the art of living in COVID-19 has been it's, it's been good to people even though we focus on the negatives it's been good to people yeah I say that it, it definitely has shown great things, great values that otherwise wouldn't, you know, be known. Because I feel like a lot of growth happens in times of crisis when all of, you know, the chips, you know, are at risk. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what it is that a person would do that just, it, it overall shows character. Because mm-hmm. any other time there's, you know, just kind of this, uh, all right, you know. Like, I, I have time, I have a choice. However, you know, when you don't have time to, you know, like, make that kind of choice or decisions or, you know, just formulate, you know, a game plan, you know, your reaction is kind of what allows you to either, you know, like how you said, trip or drown. And I think that's that's been one of the important aspects of COVID that has, you know, helped everybody realize something, at least about themselves. Right, and would you say there is a new formulation of communication? Um, man, I don't know, because you, you talked to the wrong one about communication, at I, least in the COVID era, because <laughs> right. I'm just, I, I'm, I'm great in person, but whenever it comes to, you know, phones and stuff like that, I'm terrible. Absolute trash. And I, <laughs> I recognize it, I know it, but it's... It's just something that just I'm not as great as as opposed to just being present with a person, mm-hmm. which is kind of a trade-off because you, you just wouldn't be able to tell, um, you know, until you actually met me. And at first, I know it's just kind of confusing, like, okay, uh, just this dude, you know, like, when I'm when I'm in his face, you know, I got all his attention, but 
you know what was happening like I'm, I'm calling I'm texting him but that that's the also the thing is that um my my attention is always focused whenever I'm in person and uh just even though that's such a great thing I know it it has me lack in that communication over the phone mm. which I I I had to be okay with you right. know it's something I can still work on and work towards mm. but it's it's the foundation of myself so right. that communication um you know it's it's important especially during this time right and you know even though we're talking about art in the COVID-19 era especially like when it comes to just like visual art there's also art like pertaining to life as well like you know I noticed within this like you know 16 minute 42 minute ish uh time frame we you know not only talked about you know just the art of living but you know like visual like visual representation art and as well as you know community like communication art and you know, when it comes all down to it, you know, where we're living at, and that's why I asked you, is there a community, like, is is there a new form of communication within this, uh, in this era, like, you know, like an art of formulation of communication in this area, because there, I mean, now we can, like, go out, like, now, <laughs> uh, now we can go out, like, you know, to bars and stuff, please still stay six feet apart, but... I now notice that, like, you know, the communication is different. Um, texting is now a complete thing. I mean, they're still talking in FaceTime. I mean, Lord forbid, you know, like, cyber dates. Like, that's... Yeah, I don't know about that one, Chief. <laughs> wow. That's that's pretty, that's pretty just, like, uh, Like, that's, that's kind of... Like... When I seen that on the TV, it was just so goofy. Like, I was like, is this really what we're about to do? I think we were trying to predict a little bit too fast yeah. on that one. You know, we we not gonna get into that because that that's a whole different ball game. No, that was the last but, topic. Um, I will say though, um, rather than communication, because I know again for me communication is hard. Um, the question is more so about value, right? Uh, much like how art has its values, you know, humans, you know, people, you know, in interpersonal relationships, you know, we all have these values that we seek in one another and. I know COVID has definitely opened a lot of eyes in terms of values and how the self is valued and mm-hmm. most importantly, you know, just how to maintain, you know, that happiness within yourself because that, that happiness, it, it can't be, you know, caused by something on the outside because that's that's not going to be with you all the time. Right. Would you say there's like a hues of mood when it comes to the representation of how people value each other, like, value each other, like, what you say is, like, a hue of, you know, like, do I value this, like, not, like, a one to ten scale, but just, like, no, a... I, I understand, because you say hues, but I say gradient. Gradient? <laughs> because, man... Like, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, just, yeah, there's, there's definitely a gradient, you know, of moods that can be encompassed, and... The reason why I say I find that a little bit better is because hues are kind of, you know, particular to a color. Right. And, you know, a gradient, you know, depending on how you use that scale. It's a spectrum. It, it is a spectrum. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's pretty much limitless, mm-hmm. much like us and art and what we uh, choose to do with our time. It's, it's about what it is that we do, like what it is that we pull from ourselves and project mm-hmm. almost. 
I think one thing we did, like, this is a philosophical question. Name, like, a color that you have not really thought of, like, a, like an encompassing, like, color that you have literally, you know, that's not a color, like, on the spectrum, because, like, although the spectrum is limitless, there are some things that we have not discovered about, like, color, where it's like, I've never seen this before, now I have to give it a name, but it, like retains back to a name that already has a name that looks like something else like when it c- yo <laughs> you good for- <laughs> yo, yo, you, yo you look I, I was with you until you started adding more and i was just uh <laughs> no like i just i really thought about that because it's like we always want to give something a name but never let it be itself like i'm trying to like clarify a little bit <laughs> like, cause I, I had you like thinking, and then I had you lost. But if you really think about it, can you ever give something like its own name in the color spectrum that does not relate to any other color that you have not seen before? Can you come up with your own color? Nope. No. Nope. Why not? Because I feel like there's always kind of uh some kind of connection in colors whether you're comparing and you're using complementary colors or you're using contrasting colors because there's always going to be some something right next to Mm -hmm. and on the opposite end okay and colors you know it's it's all too relevant especially when you're looking at it in such a sense because um it it's expressive and using the correct ones and knowing which ones you know fit and which ones don't um there's there's a lot to be said there there are there are a lot of messages within color Mm -hmm. um and as far as to just which ones don't belong um man I, i feel like kind of like in the same sense colors don't allow other colors to be because once once you know one color mixes with the other one you realize how selfish each color is no matter how dominant uh one is compared to the other because it's not the same color mm-hmm. now i'm really this back to like people right mm-hmm. so there are two things that I'll, like not two there's three things that I like that you said in there um one is self-dominance over colors one will always be dominant than the other mm-hmm. you said colors are expressive Yes. And I think the last one, if I can, because I was really trying to pay attention to what you said, you kind of lost me a tiny bit, <laughs> in which I... Is it the one where I mentioned that colors don't allow other colors to be themselves? Be themselves. Yeah. yeah. And, like, if you really think about that, and, like, now looking back at it, how can we relate that back to people? Like, because colors are... Uh... Like, that's... <laughs> Okay, immediately, um, immediately it kind of goes in with uh, one of my theories um, that I kind of keep to myself. But um, it's um, selfless selfishness. Okay. And that kind of, you you have that and then you just have plain, you know, selfishness. Okay. Um, And to explain what what it is that I'm going to explain is um, selfless selfishness is being able to be selfless, being uh, being selfless in the fact of you being selfish. Okay. You're conscious that you're being selfish, but 
It's in the selfless uh, nature that you're, you allow things to be and you lift the control that kind of compels you to want to like always maintain a grasp over something. I'm here for this. Keep on <laughs> I, I'm here for this. Keep on explaining because it sounds like self-agenda but also beneficial like co- like a co-relationship like self-agenda yeah but- it's like and the best way to use it in the example is uh me wanting you to do better for yourself mm-hmm. that is me selfishly stating that i want you to do better for yourself and it's selfless in the sense to where no matter what it is that you do, like, I will support you. And I know you hear this all the time whenever, you know, I mention, like, I, I support you. I'll be there for you, right. you know? Like, I like it's my own selfish agenda to be selfless okay. to you. Okay. So that I so I don't override what it is that drives you, your motives, you know, the things that you want to achieve. And ultimately, that's kind of how I like to live life because I say, you know, those are kind of, like, the greatest people to be with and travel with and like because yeah while working towards their own goals and allowing you to you know go towards your own so Mm -hmm. that's kind of what that connection is and and same to you i admire that i really appreciate you whatever your endeavors are in life i will most definitely support you the best way i can you know we also have our own limitations i know with me um, I noticed throughout my history, like, relationships are important to me. Um, friendships, romantics, and everything in the stars above that I wish for people to do better. And in a sense, like, I don't know why, like you said, selfish selfishness, it hurts me when, you know, you see this person talking about these big, like, league goals, and they do the exact opposite it it literally like it doesn't like physically hurt me but it mentally puts like a drain on me where i'm just sitting there like oh you really just did that and it's like you go out your way to like help somebody because you want them to do better for themselves but it ends up not just working at all like and you feel so like well, that that's kind of like the other part about it is right. knowing that you can't always help somebody. All right, when when to quit? Yeah, and, and I'm learning that. And that that is so important, um, you know, because no matter how much we want to help someone, sometimes doing nothing, you know, is the best option because everybody has their own journeys, and right. we can't help everyone realize something that we have ourselves realized because. Of the time you realize something when there was in fact no one there right and so that's that's a critical factor that just i know i struggle with myself because i have such a just a caring and generous nature to where sometimes i don't know when to stop giving. oh for sure you really do <laughs> don the cape <laughs> um and we're talking about imperfections um I, I know one of my imperfections is like opening up to people like especially like you know especially like this this vulnerability thing for me is still like new and like one thing like i noticed like this is me now like being vulnerable like actually like you know talking on a podcast having this conversation with you being more intentional with my relationships with people 
one thing I definitely noticed is like this hardship with like opening up to people because although it's like a transparency thing it's like I live life as if it's a reflection yet transparent you can see through me but you like it's in a sense like opaque that it will reflect back at you like if you allow it to it's all about what you not like put in with me but it's like oh no i say it's all about the angles <laughs> i <laughs> like i i i because it's like i i want to be vulnerable with people but i also am like what's your motive my g like you know like i i gotta know if you down or not and i think that's what everybody like i think you know not like people have on mass 24 7 but um that people just in general have this um the art of in a sense you know being literally transparent about certain things that they want you to see but then you go like you said go into another angle it's completely a reflection of yourself because it's it's like uh it's i want to say almost it this is tough like I'm really I I literally see the word like right in front of me like not like I have it on a sheet of paper but like the envisionment of the word self self projection mm. self projection literally self projection like nobody will allow like you said and like relating back to like the spectrum thing nobody will accept each other for themselves like we like now we're starting to do that but back like back before then we just literally had a self-projection on somebody and it was freaking like ridiculous i I think we're getting better at it absolutely but there are just those who are just in constant resistance for sure um just yeah I think we have to recognize those people for their values and what it is that they offer because mm-hmm. much like you know going back to color not not every not everyone is complimentary right and knowing which ones you know we we have to interact with you know different people in certain ways in order to kind of get those different hues that we want to achieve right 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 and I think we I, I'm I'm still like I have to make sure like we're hitting topic to topic like we actually did talk about career which involves like business like and we also talked about art which is like fantastic so we we did it let's get it let's get a high five <laughs> yes <laughs> but um one thing I do want to talk about that we did talk about yesterday um that I do want to expand upon is uh being black and vulnerable um and being men uh man 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 let's talk about this let's be vulnerable on you can do it no i know i can oh yeah it's, it's, it's just this has been a journey it has been I've a journey been on personally it's since i entered course. college mm-hmm. um and it, it was a decision on my behalf because um i realized a fresh start wouldn't be a fresh start which i ultimately got uh you know moving to such a college that is in a different area away from home. Right. Um, I wanted a fresh start, and so I led a fresh start. Um, okay. And of course, I got those fresh failures, and that was. No fresh failures, we heard. So we're really talking it, about being black. Yes and, and no. Vulnerable. Because it it was like uh, it was good to know like okay, uh, 
old habits. Old habits. Mm -hmm. And so it was always good to have those people who were willing to call me out on it without being nasty about it. Yeah. Because then it was more constructive instead of just, well, okay, they, they just had an attitude. Right. You know, and just going on about it. Um, just my journey and vulnerability has been crazy. Right. And the more I've been able to practice it, just the better I've gotten at it. And, you know, those same people who look at me now, they, they don't recognize me as the same person I was back then. Right. And that, that shows me, okay, I'm doing great, but at the same time, you know, how great. But also, I have to keep in mind, I can't always put that kind of thing on a scale. Right. Because um, I'm, I'm, I moved away from that kind of uh, nature where I just kept everything in. I still kind of keep things in. However, right. I'm more communicative, expressive, and I try and allow other people to, you know, have knowledge of what's going on within me, as, uh, as opposed to just, alright, <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> because I also have, you know, an old habit of just disappearing, and I do that all too well. Um, the self-reliance that I have is a part of the uh, independence that i practice for so long, and so uh, just working on dependence within people is something that I've always kind of, you know, just wanted, but I never knew how to get. So I realized a lot of my change couldn't happen by myself. Right. You know, that vulnerability, it just doesn't happen by yourself. And that's why I'm glad to have somebody like you and other people that I have so close to me as to where I can practice that vulnerability and have those kind of like, you know, moments to where like even my heart just tense and it's just like, man, I hope you know I'm really not trying to talk to you about this. <laughs> but you know, it's just you know, it vulnerability comes comes in different ways, fashions, you know, and it. I know um, different ways that I try and express my vulnerability is through art, actually, mm -hmm. and you know it very well, um, as well as other people who has. Uh, you know, who has come to know it. Uh, one at the forefront uh, is my photography. Okay. And that... <laughs> and, you, and you taught me, like, I'm so sorry to interrupt you. No, it's okay. I'm like, you taught me, like, like new tricks on, like, ISO and shutter speed, long exposure, stuff like that. And I, I felt that when you said, you know, being vulnerable to people is hard. Like, it's hard because you know you're relying on somebody and when you you know as an African American male who is like you know we're maybe taught you know you can't be vulnerable with people you can't be emotional you can't you know you can't do all these humanistic things you have to be this solid character who's like a statue of strong dependence for other people when yep, not even gonna lie, sometimes you just wanna break down and cry. Like the the art of being African American male and vulnerable, you know, is it's a tough journey because, you know, we feel as, you know, once somebody takes those feelings for abuse, 
we just shut down like it's not you know it's not something feelings are not something to play with and vulnerability does come with uh feelings and i feel like a lot of people take feelings for granted especially you know where we're at like where it's just money 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 chase the bag other stuff like that why not you know i'm not saying like be soft you know have those like male characteristics like you know I said in my first podcast, like, you know, it's cool to chase a bag, you know, and, like, build a rotation, because, you know, we're young, you feel me, that's what we're going to do, like, you know, for the most part, but in a sense, I wanted to add on to that, is still care for people, you can, like, you know, Anna said in the first one, you can still casually date, you can still do this, you can still do those things, but just still be aware of your feelings for other people, and the when they uh, do open up to you, like how, in a sense, how people's feelings are important. And you were talking about your art and photography. How does how does that work as a vulnerability like mechanism for you? How are you putting yourself out there for people to get this inside scoop of you? Um, well, firstly, when it comes to certain things and projects. Um, and it's not completely client-based because I, I can never just mix the two unless they're completely on board, mm. which doesn't happen so often. Um, I agree. Uh, you know, and this is more so inside of my self-portrait photography. And it I, I take uh, photographs based off of emotion. Right. You know, and that's why I like inserting a lot of color or you know themes and you know things about it uh and even i tie my photography into my poetry which ultimately you know only enhances my my vulnerability and my uh my messages because ultimately um within the poetry <clears throat> I, I express myself and my vulnerability in terms of what it is that i want my desires and my wishes Right. And quite frankly, uh, I know this isn't just limited to men, uh, but you know, I feel like everybody kind of struggle with what it is that they want in terms of you know what's realistic, what's not, how how we can get it, you know, how we can work towards it, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Sometimes it breaks us. Sometimes we can't do anything about it, and we have to just have confidence that everything is going to be okay. Or, you know, we just have to have, like, complete faith and also have the best intentions to still be able to want it and go after it, even though we just know that it's not time yet. Right. And I know this is, like, photography is not your, like, main, like, your main career. You do psychology, am I correct? Yes. I literally thought you were a geologist when I first (laughs) met you. (laughs) Literally, like, off, like, when we were, like, first, like, starting to become friends, I was like... You do theology, right? And you were like, no, I'll do psychology. I'm like, and, and especially, I literally thought you did theology slash art, like, as a minor. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing in my department? Like, you are a theology major. You're supposed to be in the theology department. You're like, oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm psychology. I'm like, oh, what? Okay, like, uh, <laughs> but, um. I know for me, like, as a photographer and artist, as well as illustrator, um, my main focus has been, it's, it's shifted towards uh, photography, I'm not gonna lie, as I uh, grow into my career, because when I first came to college, I was like, 
I just want to do art. And it was just this broad concept of like illustration. I thought that's what all I wanted to do. And then I was like, I want to do graphic design. <laughs> and just following this timeline of like, you know, do I really want to do graphic design? Like, is this, is this really like keeping me like self, like, you know, it's going to make me money, but like, is are it, you really engaged? Am I really engaged? Am I really vulnerable with my work? Am I really putting out like what makes other people feel vulnerable? Like, because like the whole thing, like, you know, when I came to the conclusion of photography and I still, one thing I want to do is open up my own art gallery, um, is have these vulnerable moments with people. I developed this philosophy of the art of imperfection because humans are very, imper- humans are very imperfected, you know, we literally are designed, like our feet are designed to fail on us, yet we still stand on our own two feet. And, you know, it, the art of photography is the moments of vulnerability because you can capture somebody crying you can you know you can capture happy moments you can capture crisis you have uh photography journalism and you know traveling and you just have these moments of just absolute vulnerability which i enjoy and keep sacred with me because they're not just my clients they're people i want to build relationships with and i just absolutely enjoy those moments of just you know when we talk over you know consultation I don't ask them you know okay so this is the price and this and this I ask them you know hey how's your day you know what's going on you know how's if they're older how's your family if they're younger how are you feeling or like you know and I just let them talk and as we're talking during the photo shoot that's when I start capturing photos and those are when the best photos come out and it is just this amazing, you know, structure of smiling from range of moments of, I wouldn't say despair, but up close uncomfort. Um, moments of, you know, flawed, like pimples and stuff like that. I enjoy that stuff because it's like, here's what you see. This is, uh, it has an editorial twist. But it's showing the natural beauty of the human figure. And it's all about, you know, how do you get vulnerable as, you know, people listening to this. How do you get vulnerable in your own time? And especially within COVID-19, you have to get vulnerable with yourself in being comfortable with yourself. I know a lot of people who just do, 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 do. And we never just sit to just have this appreciation of peace and moments of silence. And that's a, that's uncomfortable to us because it's like us being vulnerable by ourselves. Like it's being vulnerable with our body. And we're like, ugh, like I, I don't, I don't, I'm not feeling this. So it's like, how do you get, um, how do you get comfortable with your own self? Myself? Um, I, I, I like silence. Uh, you know, I like to think, and I just quite frankly like to do things too, uh, whether or not I'm with people or I'm by myself. And it's crazy because I actually scare people when I show people what it is that I do by myself or the things or activities that I partake. Like, uh, I remember one time. Uh, we, were, <laughs> we were in downtown Jackson. I forgot who was all with us, but I know for a fact you were. Right. 
and uh, I went to go on top of uh, this building, which isn't like rare for me, and he know me. No. <laughs> and you know, it just went this complete step forward, and you know, further uh, on this rainy day, uh, and I believe it was nighttime around eight o'clock. Right. And I asked, I said take this picture real quick and I was getting ready to get, uh, hold my camera until you know while I'm in the middle of this act I hear no 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 what is he doing oh my gosh oh my gosh because I remember like <laughs> there, it was there were two girls there but I can't remember who um and I remember you know just like easing myself off the side of this building and just you know hanging off of it I had to have been at least three to four stories up and just that fear and terror while I'm just looking down, you know, well, not for me, not my fear and terror, more so theirs, you know, for right. me as, you know, thinking that like, oh, I'm going to fall. But, you know, you know, I'm, I'm glad the building has some grit because, again, it was a little wet that day. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I would have tried to catch you. Like, I would have I would have did the little self-body thing and just took in the L, not even going to lie. Hey. It's, it's all right because, uh, you know, I, I did it without the expectation of you doing so. Excellent picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it's, it's kind of like uh, in the theatrical sense of just new heights. Uh, and that's what I like, just reaching those new heights and doing things that a lot of people are not willing or daring enough to do. And I think that kind of shows and encompasses my character so much to where yeah, it's it's all right to fear. However, I do also want to show, you know, within my character and the things that I do, that fear is something that takes hold in our mind. And we have a will stronger than fear so long as we have the confidence and we have the active knowledge on what it is that we can and can't do realistically. Because when, <laughs> when I started pulling myself up, I, I feel like that was the moment everything peaked. Because that was just oh lord he's moving he like he can hang there i don't know how long but he, he's pulling up can he pull himself up because right. nobody was coming up there to come pull me up you know that just <laughs> that was absurd maybe but um just it, it just goes to show just those things that we can do with and without people right you know it's great to have people there however you know you can't be afraid to do things yourself Right. But then there's a fine balance between dependency and independency. And you displayed that because a part of your character is risk-taking. And there, I really believe there is literally no risk without um, reward. You know, you have to, like, put yourself out there in order to have a bigger bag. If we're really talking about money, like, to have a bigger bag, you gotta, like, have some risk. You know, you gotta, you can't be afraid. And you actually did display that. And it was like, it was an awesome picture. But like, you know, like you said, you know, you can hit fleets without people there sometimes. You know, people will be there at the end of the day for the success, but they will never be there for like the progress. And like I said, would I catch you? Absolutely. I'm like, <laughs> I don't feel like telling your family yo uh your son died like i'm my bad he was doing something like completely insane 
and I did nothing in my power to like even try to stop him or like catch him or anything like I I just said I just looked at you I was like he's gonna do what he's gonna do and I after that you did it and it's like I knew from the bottom of my heart you were gonna be okay because you got yourself up there you can get yourself back down <laughs> like that's just like a that's that's very like why would you say that when he's like doing something on a rainy day just like uh i also remember the time uh me you and swift we started uh we climbed that one building when you were still in the cast oh absolutely one hand cast <laughs> like we're, we're gonna talk about this. I, I Sorry. Think that that moment was pretty nice because that was literally group effort because I know sure I, I did everything by myself. I like I reached the heights, you know, way before you guys even acknowledged or even saw. Right. Um and I came down myself to help you guys, you know, come up, you know, uh because you had problems, you know, because you had half of your strength. I had a whole, like, broke... <laughs> my elbow was broken. Like, that's... And I'm doing these, like, feats. Because, like, it was a group effort. It was it was a sure fact that we all came together. We're really talking about it, depend, like, dependency on people. We all came together as a collective group to help not only Swift, but you getting up there first. You helping him out. And then a guy with a broken elbow. Yeah. Then like, I got back down so I can like hoist your feet up while. No, nah, I just um, jumped down. Like we're gonna if we're gonna be realistic. <laughs> and we're really gonna tell the story. Like no, no, this was you getting up uh, because uh, I I, I uh, picked you up, you know, by your legs, and I started pushing you, you know, like as I gradually got you a little further up while Swift. Uh, grabbed your hand right. and helped you, you know, up, you know, the other way, and that that was that was a nice moment. And pictures, like the pictures, this I, I treasure those pictures so much. Absolutely, I'm gonna hang them up on my like, family wall. <laughs> yes, uh, just that that was amazing. Just being able to capture those kinds of things, and you know, you know, you, you were talking about risk. Like I feel like you took the biggest risk out of everybody. Oh yeah, because... like show, like. <laughs> The arm, like the elbow, fuck the elbow. If I fell, it was my arm now. <laughs> yeah, but it, you know, just it was, it was uh, it was in the afternoon. You know, was I driving? Uh, I believe so. Wow, I, I was just saying. So. Yeah, I was just. <laughs> we want to talk about Darren. <laughs> we, we gotta, we gotta have you as a topic, but that's that's another time. Yeah. Um, just it uh it was you know nearing dusk and you know you just saw these uh different colors you know really kind of encroach the sky how the yellows and oranges were nearing the horizon as the blue suddenly lifted you know into these kind of like darker hues such as uh cerulean navy you know until ultimately you know we got black you know, or at least close to black, because I, I don't believe, you know, it is black. Uh, just, you know, with the stars and the lights of just our environment and our surroundings and how we were able to capture that, even the time lapse, that, that was an experience. And it almost felt as 
when we hoisted everybody up, the, it, it felt almost like a sense of in, invincibility, not like a thrill of invincibility, but like we did this all together, thus we shared the same, you know, same experience. And it was all about this like feeling of connection. And like you said, um, relating back to the spectrum, no colors without the other color because they're all connected and that's what it felt like it felt like we were all connected within that one moment of being together definitely and it was just i i tried i still remember those moments and it was just the most beautiful thing and if we're telling the story verbatim verbatim i'm not gonna lie <laughs> I fell the fuck down. Like, <laughs> I literally, I fell on my ass, like, going down. Like, it was the, man, and I, like, I did, like, a basketball fall. Like, I just, I just, like, I. You did the shack? I, no, no, seriously. Like, I did the shack. I fucking did the shack. Like, I fell in. I relied on my heels to hoist me back and I slid and I just protected my elbow and I was like if something's going down it's gonna be the feet like I've broken my feet on multiple occasions so I think there was a comfortability of me breaking my foot and just driving to the hospital with one, I already drive with like one foot like I, I think that's normal for like most people most people drive well, I, I would hope you drive with one foot yeah like some people drive with like two feet like and it'd be so like, I tried that I you're was not like, gonna see me in that car then no 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 it was so fucking weird I was like dude no, no. like for real it's weird when you see people like drive with like two feet cause you're like uh no but like but like I was like if I have to go to the hospital in absolute agony and pain fuck it the left foot's gone like I <laughs> the left foot's gone like right elbow left foot broken and I was gonna be comfortable with that like for what like a couple weeks like cause like a foot's no joke and it was like this absolute pain in my elbow like when I first broke it and it was ridiculous and it was all like and just getting down was just absolute like I was like I'm really taking a risk if I do this like I absolute moment of like invulnerability and then after that it was like a euphoric high of coming down to realize oh yeah I'm still human (laughs) (laughs) yeah we can protect each other but I, I know you were just extremely limited because we kind of had to do some mild parkour to get up. <laughs> and it was like, I'm over here, one hand hanging down, other hand in a sling. If, if we're talking about like some photography, like wrist, that was one of them. That was a group effort. I really, really enjoyed it. But also, the group effort kind of left when we when we left down. Like, shit, sh- it was just me. And y'all was looking, y'all was like, oh, I'll catch you. Like, shit. I fell down. Like, so, you know, there's, there's a fine line balance. But, you know, 
thanks for coming on thanks for coming on the conversation slash podcast i really appreciate you man um you know it's it's been a great honor and still a great honor just having you around really being longtime friends so appreciate you man this has been black people walking casually podcast slash conversations we have slim you want to say anything uh on andy note not too much other than it's just been a pleasure to be a part all right man well thanks for having you and you guys have an awesome day goodbye